0: Giving Feedback to Trainees by Celeste Kwan, MBBCH, DA, FCA, DIP, Regional Anesthesia, Montpellier, Senior Specialist, Chris Hani Barangwanath, Academic Hospital, Soweto, South Africa, and Ki Jin Chin, MBBS, HANS, MMED, FRCPC, Associate Professor, Department of Anesthesia, Toronto Western Hospital, University of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Effective feedback is vital in clinical training. It allows trainees to reflect on their development, trainers to assess progress, and both to identify areas for development. In other words, where am I going? What are my goals? How am I going? What progress is being made toward the goal? And where to next? What needs to be done to make better progress? Feedback as a tool. Feedback, both positive and negative, can be a powerful educational tool. Conversely, if given incorrectly, feedback can be destructive and should be avoided. Unfortunately, lack of feedback is one of the most serious deficiencies in current medical education practice. The primary reasons are that educators may not fully appreciate the role of feedback as a fundamental clinical teaching tool and may not be skilled in the process of providing high-quality feedback. Levels of Feedback. Feedback can relate to the following levels. One, task. For example, performing an interscaling block under ultrasound guidance. Two, processing the task. For example, understanding the anatomy of the brachial plexus in the interscaling area. Three, self-regulation or self-evaluation and the ability to engage further on the task. For example, how do you think your block went and how can we do it better in the future? Four, personal. For example, your needling technique is poor. Feedback about the person is often used instead of feedback relating to the first three levels. It usually contains little task-related information and rarely translates to more engagement, commitment to learning, self-efficacy, or understanding. Feedback that is directed at the personal level can improve learning only if it leads to changes in a trainee's effort, engagement, or feeling of efficacy. Timing of Feedback Depending on the type of training, Feedback can be delivered either immediately while the event is happening or later when reflecting on the event. Task or specific skill. Immediate informal feedback is likely to be more effective when relating to task performance, whereas delayed feedback may be more useful in discussing the processing of a task. The optimal timing of feedback may also depend on the complexity of the task at hand. Difficult tasks are likely to involve more processing, and delayed feedback provides an opportunity to analyze that in appropriate detail. Drowning a trainee with information in the heat of the moment may be overwhelming and result in poor retention. Course or rotation. A longer formative feedback session should be scheduled midway through a course or rotation. If behavior requires correction, feedback should take place as soon as possible. This allows a learner time to remediate before the end of the course. Feedback Environment Setting The feedback environment should be one of mutual trust and respect. The teacher and the trainee are partners in the process. Bing Yu and others, demonstrated that feedback given in a private setting might be more effective. However, feedback may also be received differently, depending on the cultural background of the learner. Learners from collectivist cultures, for example, Confucian-based Asia, South Pacific nations, prefer more group-focused feedback. Learners from individualist cultures, for example, the United States, prefer more individual-centered feedback. Models for giving feedback. Different situations require different delivery methods for feedback. Several established models exist. Replaying the event. This is the simplest of all models. A trainer takes the trainee chronologically through an event and gives feedback at every step as required. This model is most suitable for one-on-one and short feedback sessions. Feedback sandwich. In this model, positive feedback is delivered both prior to and following constructive criticism of an area deficient in performance. This model may make a trainee more receptive to criticism and prevents them from feeling too disheartened at the end of the feedback. The biggest disadvantage of this model may be if the learner does not listen to the positives and may instead wait for the impending negative feedback. Pendleton's Rule Pendleton introduced the following model in 1984 to provide feedback in advanced life support training. The trainee describes what went well. The trainer states what the learner did well. The trainee identifies what could be improved. The trainer recognizes areas for improvement and how to achieve this. Pendleton's rule helps develop self-reflection and encourages two-way communication. It is most useful for providing feedback for practical skills, but can be too systematic and rigid. Agenda-led, outcome-based analysis. This model is based on identifying a learner's agenda from the outset and with what he or she needs help. In assessing performance, A trainer focuses on the outcomes the learner has chosen and then giving feedback. The model may be particularly suited to feedback related to a course or rotation or to theoretical learning. It can be adapted to specific tasks, especially with advanced trainees who are aware of their limitations and the demands of the task and who are seeking to refine certain aspects of their performance. Learner-centered model. In this model, the learner takes responsibility for the whole process of feedback, including seeking, preparing, and benefiting from the potential feedback. It is only suited for learners who are self-efficient, receptive, reflective, and responsive. Principles of giving effective feedback. Following these key strategies helps trainers offer the most successful feedback. Feedback should be specific and based on direct observations. For example, I noticed that, or I saw that. Focus on performance of the task. For example, you performed that block really well because you understood the anatomy, not on the individual performing the task. For example, good girl. Language should be specific, neutral, and non judgmental. For example, Before you perform the block, make sure you have identified the blood vessels and plan a path for your needle to avoid them, instead of The way you performed the block was dangerous. Emphasize positive aspects and be descriptive rather than evaluative. Reinforce exemplary behavior, which will give learners confidence in their skills. Highlight areas and measures for improvement. Conclude with an action plan. Effective informal feedback. The following questions may help trainers provide informal feedback about any educational activity. Did the procedure go as planned? If not, why not? If you had to do it again, would you do it the same or differently? Why? Did you feel tentative, confident, or out of your depth? How would you feel if you did the procedure again? How do you think the patient felt? What makes you think that? What did you learn from this? Feedback on performance can help a learner to advance from beginner to an expert in four stages, as shown in Table 1. Common mistakes when giving feedback. Avoid pitfalls that make the feedback experience counterproductive for trainers and learners. Giving feedback when it is not asked for or when a trainee is not receptive. Bringing up previous mistakes, unless the aim is to address a repetitive pattern of behavior. Focusing on personal issues, such as personality. Treat the criticism as an abstract problem, not a personality defect. Giving negative feedback in front of an audience instead of privately. Overloading the trainee. Giving feedback when angry providing immediate feedback for a situation that could have had serious adverse events. The first response should be to provide trainees with emotional support. Feedback for the purposes of learning from the incident should be deferred to a later debriefing session in a supportive environment. Conclusion, delivering effective feedback is an essential part of medical education and can be rewarding for trainers. Learning to give effective feedback takes practice. Remember that in reflecting on your feedback skills, you can turn the tables on yourself and request feedback from your trainees on your performance as a teacher. Feedback should be part of institutional culture and is key to continued improvement in standards of care.